This is Aisle 42. If you're like me, healthy, high-protein, flavor-packed snacks are always on the shopping list. This brings me to our latest guest. I sat down with Natasha Vandenerk, the co-founder and CEO of Three Farmers Foods, and they make really delicious, air-popped, allergen-free snacks from locally grown chickpeas, lentils, and fava beans. One of the big takeaways from this conversation was just how passionate and committed their team is to making nutritious food that is minimally processed which is such an important topic when we explore the ways our food system can change for the better. In this episode, we talk about the vital role of farmers to the food value chain, flavor formulation, their commitment to non-GMO products, and the dire need for sustainable agriculture. And we also talk about covering things with chocolate and changing the game of airline snacking. The future of food is brighter because of farmers who care, so let's get into it. Here's Natasha from Three Farmers Foods. Natasha, thank you so much for doing this. I discovered your brand a few years ago when I was looking for a high protein snack, but wanted something other than yet another highly processed energy bar. And I've been a fan ever since. So uh, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. So I'm going to kick things off with a bit of a warm up question. And I want you to imagine into the future. I don't know how far into the future, 25 years, 50 years, however many years you need. But if you were to imagine the perfect grocery store, the grocery store of the future, what would it look like? That is a really great question. I just returned from a trip out east last week and I was walking the stores and identifying so many opportunities where I I think we can do better as brands, as manufacturers, as retailers. I think what I would envision I mean, obviously healthier options, but but real healthier options, whole foods, real foods, that the whole concept of minimal processing. I think there's an undertone to it, but it certainly hasn't reached peak volumes. And so even though Better For You is growing, there's still a lot of garbage found in Better For You items on the shelf today. And um, I think 25, 30, 50 years down the road, I think that there'll be enough generational shifts that it'll be possible for more brands like ourselves that are truly whole foods, truly minimally processed. There'll be more opportunities for brands like ourselves to thrive on the shelf. That's great. Sounds like a great future. Let's keep going, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So for those of you, those that don't know Three Farmers the way that I do, um, what do you guys make? And most importantly, what's your favorite product that you guys make? Like personally, like in your car dashboard at all times? Well, that can shift and change, but maybe I'll start with um, what do we make? So Three Farmers is a brand based in Saskatchewan, Canada. We started um, just over 10 years ago with a product called Camelina oil, actually. So we started with the culinary oil, but moved into snack food manufacturing in 2015. So we are really our premise is to take uh, better for you items that are grown right here in Saskatchewan, add value and take them to the rest of the world in a really meaningful and transparent way. And so we started with chickpeas, uh, a roasted chickpea line in 2015, and then we moved into roasted lentils. And our most recent innovation is roasted fava beans. So all of our products are whole food products. So it's the full bean. They're air popped. uh, So think popcorn. We are not, you know, deep frying our products. We are not oil roasting. We are air frying. So air popping and then adding really delicious flavors that are all 
allergen-free, nut-free, gluten-free, all natural. So anything ranging from just basic sea salt to sweet chili to a jalapeno lime and everything in between. So my favorite product I think would be, again, it can change on any given day, but the zesty cheddar favas are like a must in my house. So we have them in our pantry at all times. They're good for the entire family. And then we'll sort of pulse in uh, different flavors like our barbecue chickpeas or dill pickle fava beans, uh, whatever the family's feeling that week. I love how you just said pulse in. <laughs> I, know. I know I'm very punny <laughs> you, sometimes. Yeah, that's right. You are, you're in it, man. You're, you're, you're <laughs> pulsing in the pulse protein. I love it. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. So the flavor of your product and, you know, I'm a sucker, as you can see behind me, my favorite, uh, just, you know, the sea salt, but I love flavor. I have anxieties around some of these flavors, especially like coming from maybe the chip world where you're like, man, like I just got beat over the head with some flavor, like some is over flavored. I think you guys have done a great job, but I can only imagine how difficult it is to get these flavors just right. Oh, definitely in the space that we play in as well. So my sister and partner in this is uh, Alicia and she's a Red Seal chef. And so her talent for working with our suppliers and finding that exact blend that gives the consumer what they expect when they try a zesty cheddar or a barbecue, right? So delivering on that flavor promise and what they've come to expect from conventional, but with all of the constraints required of us from a natural foods perspective, right? So really clean ingredient, natural ingredients in there, allergen-free, they all need to be kosher, they all need to be non-GMO, which is very limiting, obviously, from a flavor perspective. So she does a great job of making sure that we're delivering on our promise to be clean label while still delivering the flavor consumers expect. I love that. So many food brands out there, they rely on, you know, there's a lot of science involved. And of course, there's science in different ways of looking at it. But you guys are chef forward, which I think is remarkable. Yeah, really important and definitely one of the ingredients to our success thus far. I love it. So you just mentioned the non-GMO thing. Can you give us the rundown on non-GMO? Not everyone knows exactly what that means. Yeah, so non-GMO, I think, really became prevalent well, it wasn't that long ago, maybe 10 years ago, I suppose. And it was an educational push, I think, towards understanding how new crops are developed and made. So I think, again, there is a lot of education that could be done around non-GMO. For instance, a lot of farmers reach out to us and say, why are you speaking about non-GMO on your pack? Of course, you're non-GMO. There's no such thing as a genetically modified chickpea, lentil or fava bean which they're absolutely correct, right? And so then we always speak to them, well, it's about the other minimal items in our on, in our pack, like the, the minimal ingredients in our ingredient deck on the seasoning side, right? Or those types of things. So we try and, and speak to them in that way. But, but what they're alluding to is misinformation around the fact that like GMO is in everything, which is not the case, right? There's some specific culprits, um, GMO, like soybeans, for instance, and corn. Um, those are the kind of the big prevalent ones. But GMOs are not in everything. And so GMO is really about breeding or genetically modifying seeds so that they're more robust in the field. And what this does is help increase yields for farmers so that they can have better yielding crops to feed, you know, a growing consumer base, a growing population against all of the elements that they can't control, whether bugs, disease, those types of things. And that's really how GMO got started back whenever it got started. I, again, I'm not a super expert in GMOs, but... I do come from a farming family, so 
it's a, a hot debate and a big topic in our household. So farming family, you've, your sister is a co-founder with you and involved in the business and the culinary side, and you've got farmers in your family and all around. Talk to us about the, the family business, like who's all involved? What is it about these three farmers? Yes. So um, family business, my dad is one of the, the three farmers, and then it's two neighboring farmers. And they were the initial, I guess, financers of the business, I guess you could say. So here in Saskatchewan or across the prairies, I mean, if you were to speak to a farmer about, you know, if they could do anything, what would they do? Often they respond that they'd love to take a product direct to market, right? They'd love to get to shelf with one of the, the crops that they grow on their farm. Of course, many don't do it because it's a very different skill set. It's a very different business model. And obviously it's an uphill battle. So I think that's what sets three farmers apart is that these three guys really came together and uh, committed to supporting this venture. And Alicia and I have dug deep to figure out how to build this brand from day one. And so it's been the five of us. And then of course, over time, more investment is required. And so we've brought on other Saskatchewan-based venture capital firms, other Canadian investors. Um, we have very good support from Canadian investors, uh, but our farmers are still very much involved as the founding group. Your family's getting bigger. <laughs> yes, exactly. As it must in this industry, for sure. Of course. Sustainability is a big part of the puzzle for your team. All your ingredients are grown and minimally processed in Canada. What's that journey been like? How does that make your product stand out in the grocery store? Well, I think especially since COVID, obviously food security and, and sourcing local has been more important than ever. So, but that is a, it's a challenge. I, we've taken a different path than most CPG companies. A lot of CPG companies uh, co-pack or co-process, so they don't need to raise capital for investing in infrastructure. They can support you know, the front end of the business and leave some of the manufacturing messy work to others. But we've taken a different path. We wanted to process here at home in Canada, specifically here in the prairies. This is where the product is grown. It makes sense to add value to it here and then take it to market. So we've, you know, just in the past year, done a big expansion, our facility commercialized and, and brought everything in-house here in Saskatoon so that we could be more efficient with our costs and get product to market faster. So to us, I, I mean, being a Canadian brand and manufacturing here at home in Canada is just so crucial to the entire story and what we're doing here in terms of creating connection and bringing, bringing products to market in a really transparent and meaningful way. So good. Yeah. Like this stuff is growing down the road, yeah, <laughs> right over there or Completely. in the neighboring community or that uh, proximity. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It really is. And I mean, again, supporting right from the crop uh, to that, that end consumer and making sure that we're keeping as much of that here at home in Canada as possible. Brilliant. Okay, so you guys are solving a problem that I've always found really frustrating. And that is when traveling on a plane, you get handed when you get handed a snack, if you're lucky enough to be handed a snack on a plane, it's usually awful peanuts or some stale cookie or whatever. You guys have your products on an airline. Uh, I would love it to be on every airline. But uh, talk to me about what it's been like to get into the airline business. We would also love it to be on every airline. So hopefully the airlines are listening to this podcast. Yeah, so um, that's the beautiful thing about up and coming airlines like Porter doing things differently, right? They rethink the model and really understand that the consumer is changing. And so they go for unique items, ideally Canadian items and better for you items. And I think that's really 
awesome that they're supporting that type of industry. So Porter has been excellent for us. For us, it's really about awareness driving, right? Like this is not a high margin channel. It's about partnering with Porter and driving more trial for our items with a consumer that can understand them and appreciate them for what they are. And so that's been really amazing for our brand. And I think also for Porter, to your point, giving the consumers that board that plane exactly what they're looking for, which is a high quality snack that is delivering on nutrition and not just something that they can munch on out of boredom. Right. So it's actually got some value and some substance to it. That's so great. You know, and you, in our business, gaining trial with new consumers is an important piece of the puzzle. You think about that airline experience when you're on the plane, you get given a snack. You actually spend, as as the person who's eating the snack, you're actually looking at the package. You're probably reading because you're on a plane. <laughs> what else are you going to do? <laughs> Stare at the weird screen in front of you. It's an amazing amount of time that someone is spending with your brand as a result of it being served on a plane. So it's a, it's a wonderful play. And I think the consumer experience, you know, that person who wants a snack and especially like a, a light, like saltier flavored snack that uh, is new and interesting and so flavorful. And it's a, it's, it's a really great move. I, I hope to see these small packs of Three Farmers uh, product uh, in lots of places and spaces, including more airlines, Nudge Air Canada. Okay. United, Delta, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, not that we're not in conversation, right? But uh, lots of discussion goes into decisions like that. That is for sure. And you sort of mentioned it twice already, too, on this, on like first opening with bars and this whole concept of like, I want something healthy when I'm on the go that's not full of sugar and overprocessed ingredients. And then again, on the nut side, like I want an item that again, delivers on the protein that a nut might deliver on, but without all the fat and then delivers on some flavor and crunch, right? So we're filling in the cracks between these items that have come to market and really grown over the years, but coming in and offering a solution for consumer that, you know, there, there isn't one that exists today. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, it's, that's bang on. I think for me, it's uh, from my snacking, if it, if protein isn't a part of the mix, then I'm not, I'm not as motivated um, to make it a part of my regular routine because I just I, I need that I need that protein content to be there and what you guys make just really lines up so good what about your non-Canadian fans uh, what kind of feedback are you getting from American shoppers European snackers what are people saying outside of Canada about three farmers yeah, I think like, I mean, I'll speak to the US because that's where we're more like focused right now. I mean, we do have some sales that go into Europe, but we're certainly more focused on expanding south of the border. I think what we find in the US, obviously, it's a far more competitive space. So really standing out against some of the other options that are on shelf is really important and trying to convey that value proposition to the final consumer is difficult when the retailer themselves don't understand the category. And I think that's one of the challenges that we're up against south of the border. But, it, you know, in terms of the final consumer, they're all looking for the same high protein item. They're all, you know, same challenges as you, where they're looking for that protein without all the fat and the sugar that's existing in the other items that have been commercialized to date. And that's that sort of crack that we can fill for them. That's where we belong. It's just more about becoming more available and cracking the, the retailer code to get on shelf and merchandise appropriately so that they can find us yeah so in the grocery store where do people find three farmers is it right next to the nuts is it right next to the chips is it over by the chocolate where are you always in the like sort of natural section or are you sort of spread around where do people find you in the grocery store 
Yes. So typically you would find us in the natural value aisle. So in the natural snack aisle, which is typically a store within a store format, but we are seeing retailers change their methodology around that. Uh, One of the larger retailers here in Canada has gone to an integrated set. So they've taken natural items, better few items like ours, and put it into the conventional set, which I think has some merit um, because it obviously increases the consumer base that we're exposed to every day. There's more traffic down those other aisles. But typically, yeah, you're going to find us in the natural, the natural snack aisle is where we're positioned. Right next to the uh, gummies and candies at times, I've seen it. (laughs) Yes, I know. Again, touring the store sets uh, out east, I was yeah, it's blown away. It needs some work. The set needs some work for sure. There's been a lot of creep. Farming is a hard business. Food is a hard business. They both play such an important role when it comes to the health of our planet. Looking into the future, what are some of the sustainability challenges your team is uh, working towards solving on your side? Well, I think right down to like the agricultural base, I think there's a huge merit in discussing regenerative agricultural practices. The prairie farmers, they already subscribe to a lot of those techniques, direct seeding, that type of thing, but potentially moving away from monocultures and more into this sort of polyculture approach where you're growing one more than one crop at a time in a field so that they're assisting and giving the other crop what they need from the soil and regenerating as they grow. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there. From a manufacturing standpoint, I think for us, packaging is obviously a big topic that we discuss here in-house. So understanding what are the options that are out there, recyclable, compostable, those types of things, and just trying to get them to a more affordable price point so that we can continue to deliver snacks in an affordable way to our consumers. So we talk a lot about that in-house. Yeah, packaging is a tricky play. It's uh, not easily done. It's one of the hard areas for sure. And uh, as innovation and technology sort of hopefully get going quicker, it'll be interesting to see what solutions come into the into the mix. But the fact that you guys are wrestling with it now is it's so important. It's a, it's a challenge. It's a fight worth fighting. Yeah, it's one of those areas where there's just natural friction embedded in, you know, what consumers are, are wanting, right, which is more convenient single serve packaging, but that in and of itself creates a bigger packaging problem, right? So you're trying to just figure out what's the the happy medium between these two friction points. And yeah, we grapple a lot with that in-house. Final question, where do people find you? Which stores are you in? Which grocery chains are your products in that people can find you guys? Yes, so you can find us in pretty much any channel here in Canada. So in mainstream grocery, you can find us in Loblaws and their discount banner superstore. You can find us in Sobeys, Safeways, Metro, in the checkout aisle at Walmart, and then of course online. So um, Costco.ca, you can find us on our own direct consumer and Amazon sites and convenience airlines. Like I said, we were very focused on Canada for quite some time, which I think is counter to a lot of CPG brand entry strategies. So we're very multi-channel here in Canada and have a pretty good hold on the market. So you should be able to find us out there wherever you're shopping. And then in the US, where do people find you down there? So in the U.S., we're still very focused on the natural channel. So it'll be a lot of the independent accounts. So down the West Coast, though, some of the more mainstream banners you'll find us in is Albertson Safeway. Uh, Down the East Coast, we're in Harris Teeter, uh, Giant, and some of those larger banners that have really well-built-out natural food stores. That's amazing. And I forgot to ask you, you're starting to put chocolate on things. Mm, mm -hmm. Talk to me about chocolate. I saw some product, um, I guess it was maybe last year I first saw, but I have a feeling I'm going to see a lot more of it this winter. 
What are you doing with chocolate? I mean, who doesn't love chocolate? So this is really all in an effort to take bean-based snacking mainstream, really, um, and and enter consumers' day parts that we're not already filling a need in. So we launched a dark chocolate chickpea last Christmas as a test, and it went extremely well. The response was amazing. And so we're doing it again this Christmas. So dark chocolate chickpeas will be hitting stores near you shortly and, of course, available online. But we are in the works of taking this line permanent next year and adding a skew around our favas. So again, all of the products are dry roasted in-house, so air, air fried, air popped here in Saskatchewan. And then we use another Canadian manufacturer to do the actual coating for us. So it's very high quality chocolate. They're phenomenal tasting. They're all allergen free. So again, they can go anywhere with you um, and you don't have to worry about some of the restrictions that you might find in schools or workplaces. So we're really excited about that product because it really plays to this whole permissible indulgence that consumers are looking for. Again, they want a treat. They want something that tastes great, but they don't necessarily want all the bad stuff and the calories that come with that. And again, we can play in that space all day long. That's exactly what we're about. So we're really excited to get that product permanently launched. I love it. You've got a chocolate team. We're like, hey, we can put chocolate on that. You can wrap that in chocolate. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Everything tastes good in chocolate, really. (laughs) Good deal. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Natasha and her sister and their group of farmers are making the future of snacking brighter and more sustainable, and that's awesome. Do yourself a favor, grab a pouch or two of their delicious snacks, the sweet chili roasted fava bean. That one's my new favorite. And be sure to visit threefarmers.ca and follow them on social. And in case you missed it during the previous episodes, put your name into the draw for a $250 grocery gift card over at aisle42podcast.com. Your name stays in the draw until you win. That's it for now. I'll see you in the future.